0: You are listening to the Beyond Yoga Teacher Training Podcast. I am your host, Sandy Raper. On this podcast, I will share stories and invite conversations that will help you grow and support sustainability within your yoga practice, your pathway of service as a yoga teacher, and beyond. Welcome back to the Beyond Yoga Teacher Training Podcast. I am your host, Sandy Raper. Thank you for joining me today. And before we get into today's topic, let me first thank you for listening. Recently, the podcast celebrated a pretty significant milestone, reaching 15,000 downloads since its debut back in the fall of 2020. I wanted to take a moment to celebrate this with you because it is your dedication to listening and supporting the podcast that makes the celebration possible. If you've ever wondered what you can do to support the podcast beyond being a dedicated listener, which is huge support, by the way, you can expand your support even further by taking a moment to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review or leave a few written words as a review. You can also support by subscribing to the podcast within your favorite listening platform and then share the podcast with someone else that you know would benefit from becoming a listener as well. All of these action steps of support may seem small, and maybe you haven't even considered the significance of subscribing, reviewing, and sharing, but I want to affirm and encourage you that your action provides immense support, and it's what keeps me plugging along to create episodes that support you and your expanded growth within the yoga practice and as a teacher of the practice, so a big woohoo for 15k downloads and support of the global listening community of the Beyond Yoga Teacher Training Podcast. All right, on to today's topic of this episode. As yoga teachers, it's easy for our focus and efforts to shift more heavily sometimes towards the technical teaching skill sets of sequencing, cueing, and theming the classes we lead. These skill sets are important, and they're an important element within the cultivation of success and effectiveness for you as a teacher However, I want to pull the lens back today and explore and offer you inquiry into your overall teaching methodology or the overall broad stroke approach that you take as a teacher. I speak often on the podcast to the importance of evaluating and understanding your role as a teacher and in particular, what kind of teacher you desire and want to be. Once you have discovered or possibly uncovered this important element, then all of the actions you will take within your teaching pursuits will flow from that acknowledgement and understanding and flow more naturally, I might add. Once you have a clear understanding of your role as teacher and what type of teacher you desire to be, then your overall approach or your teaching methodology should reflect that same understanding with a significant impact made upon the effectiveness or, quote, success you'll have as a yoga teacher. Oftentimes, we can get caught up in the trap of, quote, the how, that we forget that the why must be discovered or uncovered first. I'm totally guilty of wanting to jump over the why and just dive into knowing how I'm going to proceed along the teaching path. And it's as if magically all will fall in place if we just know, quote, how to do it. When in fact, I have found personally and continue to find quite the opposite. Once the why is established, then your how will manifest itself. And it's a cycle and one that you will have to come back to in evaluation over and over throughout your teaching career. That is, if you truly desire to create longevity within this work of service as a yoga teacher. When your why is muddy or unclear, then there is no amount of anyone telling you exactly what or how to do something that can shift you into the space of truly being effective within the work of serving as a yoga teacher and teaching the practice of yoga. Today, I am going to share with you some insight into key areas that have contributed and continue to support my effectiveness as a yoga teacher for 20 years now. These points are the foundation, really, of my teaching methodology, and they support me along the path and serve as great directional markers along my path as a yoga teacher. The first key point to effective teaching methodology is to let your class experience be student-centered. This may seem like a given because isn't the reason that someone desires to become a yoga teacher is based upon the desire to focus on sharing the practice with and in support of others coming to know the practice of yoga more fully? Well, I'd like to say with 100% confidence that this is the primary desire in the case, but it just is realistic. And here comes that pesky ego again creeping in. And unfortunately, yoga teachers are not immune to this plight of the human condition, where at times we find ourselves driven by reasons that are fueling our ego rather than serving our communities or others. If you are going to find success and become highly effective as a yoga teacher, then creating a student centered focus will ensure that you are focused on going into the classroom to lead a class that meets the students where they are and within a learning environment that encourages them to take a deeper dive into exploring and creating the experience that each student desires to have. Even if the students aren't necessarily sure yet of what that desired experience might be, you as the teacher will be focusing on guiding and leading them within the exploration until they either remember or rediscover it for themselves. A student-centered teaching methodology will encourage deep thinking and an experience that goes well beyond the surface or exterior experience of what the pose looks like. When your teaching methodology revolves around the students and their growth, and you teach and hold space from this same approach and method each and every time you step into the classroom to teach, then this will equate to growth. Growth for the students you lead and ultimately growth for you as teacher. This leads me to my next point that supports a highly effective teaching methodology, making connections. If you think about it, if your teaching methodology is student-centered, then you will naturally begin to make connections. Interpersonal connections with the students you lead will be made, and you will also facilitate a space for students to connect the dots, so to speak, on their mat during the class practice, as well as the application and crossover connection to be made between the practice and the practice of life or living their yoga off the mat. If we aren't intentional about making these connections, then the practice can quickly shift away from being a student-centered experience and become a disconnection where we, as a teacher, become consumed with our agenda and making the experience more focused on what we want to do, what we want to share, that we miss the effectiveness of teaching that focuses on meeting the needs of the students that are right in front of us. Within this teaching methodology, we see yoga poses more than see people. And in order to be most effective within our approach that supports connection, we want to make the class experience interesting and relevant for the students in order for them to connect the dots from taking the practice off their mat, out into their lives, then we must help support connection and making that connection so they begin to live it out. And it's not something that just stays in the space of the classroom. It's something they carry with them. It's something that makes life work with a little more ease. This is where the language we use to lead and guide the class makes a big impact into whether we invite them to stay on the surface of the experience, or we can allow our language to lead others into an experience that encourages their pursuit of independence and autonomy for each and every student to discover and have an encounter with their own interpretation and deeper understanding of the practice. Our language and guiding cues will either support growth and expansion, or it will create dependence and subtle attachments to us as teacher, which for me is far from what I desire as a teacher. I want students to enjoy practicing with me, but my biggest desire is to equip them with all they need so that they no longer need me to guide them. I want to always empower and continually encourage students to develop their own practice where they begin to know and they trust the inner teacher within them, which is their greatest teacher. I've already mentioned this, but I'll expand a bit more as we move into the next key piece of developing a highly effective teaching methodology. And this is the focus of increasing autonomy within the classroom where students become independent and confident, and they're allowed to do so within a space where our teaching methodology naturally gives them permission for this freedom in the practice to emerge. This increase in autonomy comes from the teacher's willingness to let go of attachments to your plan or to your class sequence. I'll add here, too, that when you as a teacher begin to notice that you are becoming disappointed when you aren't, quote, able to execute the plan or the sequence you created, then this should be a red flag for you that your teaching methodology is no longer student-centered. In fact, the teaching has become more about you more about you fulfilling your agenda as teacher, and you are no longer seeing the students. You are, again, primarily seeing the poses rather than the people. You will know that your teaching methodology is student-centered when you have prepared yourself to meet the students where they are And whoever they are as they walk into your class. You are prepared to adapt, to adjust your plan so that the class experience stays focused on the students and meeting their needs, not meeting your needs of performing or delivering the perfect sequence that you most likely spent hours or days putting together. Yoga teacher, let me ask you this. When you plan and prepare, who are you planning for? Are you truly planning for students or is your sequencing geared more to your likes, your preference, your abilities? When we are rigid in our approach and we are no longer student-centered, then honestly, let's just call it what it is we are being selfish. We as yoga teachers need to do some evaluating into our why again. Why are you teaching? And we need to get real with ourselves in that understanding again. Lastly, as I wrap up today's episode, my final key point for what I have found to be a highly effective teaching methodology is within the sharing or encouraging of the development of what I'll call yoga literacy. As yoga teachers, within the study of yoga is the pursuit or self-study. We know this from the experience of yoga, and as we begin to expand into a deeper understanding of the practice, this really starts to apply to all yoga practitioners. Within our self-study, the yoga practice reveals to us our ignorance or our not seeing clearly. Whether it's our perspective that has been tainted from the attachment of our past experiences or quite possibly the culture of our everyday life experiences, we all as humanity struggle with the habits of our minds that are creating suffering within our lives. This is the answer really to the big why we even practice yoga. It's the answer that Patanjali addresses within the ancient text of the Yoga Sutras. And we know this from how the Yoga Sutras even begin with that phrase, now the teachings of yoga. And we know that this condition, this human condition of these habits of our mind, they have been present, right, since the beginning of humanity, So the question is, why yoga? Well, why not? But really, it's because of these habits of the mind. And so as a yoga teacher, in order to be effective, our teaching methodology, it needs to support students with the tools and equip them in the practice experience of understanding better how to notice the habits first, how to get present, how to notice, how to observe without reacting, how to redirect focus and realign into a pattern within our minds that seeks appropriate responses rather than reactive behavior or reactions that perpetuate more suffering. In order to be highly effective within your approach of teaching yoga, it is important that not only are you deepening your understanding of the practice and spending time in self-study, but you are encouraging the students that you are encountering and leading to do the same. Increasing your yoga literacy, whether it's through the reading of yoga text or is the important piece of application of the knowledge you are gaining, it is important that not only are you spending time within the physicality of the asana practice, but you are also challenging yourself in the mental preparedness that comes from being literate within your understanding of of the yoga practice. This method supports you as a student and you as teacher leading other students within the practice. This method ultimately supports that growth that I've mentioned. I'm pretty sure that it is the desire or the heart of a yoga teacher to see the students they are leading and see them learn and grow in the practice. I'll add here too that if you're wondering, kind of like, well, how do I do that? How do I encourage? You certainly can thread this throughout your classes, the teachings of the ancient texts and, and the practice of yoga and how people might uh, explore, right, that retraining or rewiring of the mind. You can certainly do that throughout the class setting, but you also can share before and after class with the students you're leading. You can let them know what you are diving deeper into. You can share books as references or podcast, or you can share other learning opportunities that support this expansion of knowledge and yoga literacy. All right, as I close out today's episode, I'll leave you with this. The yoga practice setting is a container. It's a container for an experience, an experience for you as teacher to facilitate and hold space for others to create the experience that they wish to have. It's a space that's vast and inviting a space that encourages exploration and independence within autonomy, rather than a space where the teacher could actually begin to constrict expansion and make learning rigid and uninviting for the students that they are leading. Yoga teacher, where are you leading students? Is your teaching methodology keeping students stuck in one place, or could a shift in your perspective and teaching methodology open up new possibilities, not only for your students, but for you and your effectiveness as a teacher? These are a few questions of inquiry that would be worthy of your time to explore. The pathway of being a yoga teacher is a worthy endeavor. It's one that requires us to get real with our why, with our intentions for teaching and the teaching methodology that drives our passion to teach. So yoga teacher, is your teaching about the student or is it all about you? Hey, are you a yoga teacher that sometimes feels unclear about the direction you should take in your teaching path? Or possibly you feel uncertain and lack confidence in areas of your teaching skill set? Well, this is where a mentor is so crucial to have come alongside of you to help sift through and reinforce the skills it takes to create longevity and sustainability within a healthy teaching career. I have 20 years of teaching experience and I am passionate about supporting you and other teachers to grow and expand into the teachers that you desire to be. I can totally support you within a variety of areas, including how to run a successful yoga studio, develop effective workshops and successful teacher trainings in a studio or as a solo entrepreneur, and even the development of your very own podcast that will support your teaching career and more. Private mentoring sessions are the fastest and best way for you to get the results you are seeking. Ready to dive in and work with me one-on-one while I'm ready? Head over to my website, SandyRaper.com, or click the link in the show notes and schedule your call today. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. Until we meet again, remember to begin to become and to expand beyond.